We said in the Amidah of Rosh Hashanah, my Musaf, one of the Pesukim that we spoke about, the Pasuk says, it says over there in Yermiah, Haven Yakirli Ephraim. Hashem says, I have a son, Yakir. Yakir means precious. Aven Yakir Li. Hashem says, I have a precious son. His name is Ephraim. That's the Basuk says. Now, who is this precious son, Ephraim? It's really referring to Am Yisrael. It's referring to the Jewish people. Question is, why is he called him Ephraim? We know Ephraim is the son of Yosef. Yosef had two children, the Pasuk says. And in those days when they named the child, they named the child with a name of significance. The first child he had, he named him Menashe. Why do you name him Menashe? Yosef says that Hashem has made me forget through all the blessings that I received in Mitzrayim. I forgot all of my toil. Amali is Amal. Adam le Amal Yulad. All my toil. Yosef went through some difficult years. From being sold all the way to being a slave and being in jail. So he says that now that I am in the position of Mitzrayim, position of power. He says, Nashani Elohim, Hashem has caused me to forget. It kol amali, all of my toil, all my troubles. It kol bet avi, and all of my family, I forgot all my family. So over here, there's a very big question that Mepharshim asks, how could Yosef be happy? Sounds like he's very happy. He's even naming his son. He's so happy about it. He's to, to say that he's happy and he forgot his toils. Okay, we could, we could hear that. But to say that he was happy that he forgot his father, he forgot his family, how could that be something worthy of naming your son? He's excited. Why? I forgot my father. I forgot my family. Some Mepharshim even go on to say, now we can understand why Yosef didn't write to his father. A very famous question, why didn't Yosef write to his father? According to this pasuk, very easy. He forgot. He forgot his father. So obviously there's something wrong with this. Even if he forgot his father, it wouldn't be something to be excited about. And Malbim Alava Shalom says beautifully that that's not what it means. He says that great people are actually afraid. Great people are afraid to forget what they went through in life. And they're afraid to forget important things in their history. And sometimes when people are successful, they forget 
they forget their family, they forget a lot of important things. They forget doesn't mean they have a sickness. It just means that it's no longer relevant so much in their mind and their life and therefore it's not important. And he says great people, when that happens to them, what do they do? They make a sign for themselves that they shouldn't forget. So what's the sign that Yosef made? He named the son Medashet. I feel that I'm forgetting all the bracha that Hashem gave me. I feel that I'm forgetting all the toil that got me here. And I shouldn't forget the toil. Because you, the minute you forget your toil, you stop appreciating where you are now. A person can only appreciate what he has when it's new to him. And he, in order to be new, he has to remember when he didn't have it. So, says Yosef, I'm afraid, I'm forgetting. All the beracha I have in my life is causing me to forget all of my troubles in the past. And it's causing me to forget the important people in my life. So that's in order to remind himself. He wasn't proud. He was trying to remind himself. Menashet. Don't forget. Don't forget all these important things. Okay, that's the first son. The second son, kara Now here, I need you to pay attention with me. I don't have 100% clear. But I think together, a lot of times we get siyatatishmaya, we get clarity. Be, be, be careful, listen good. The, se- the second son, he called him Ephraim. The Pasuk says, why did he call him Ephraim? Ki hifrani Elohim. Hashem, the word hifrani is lashon peru urbu, Lashon fruits. Hifrani, like a peri. Hashem gave me fruits. Hifrani Elohim, meaning he gave me children. Hifrani Elohim. Be'eretz oni. Hashem gave me Perot in the land of my suffering. Oni lashon einui. I was suffering here, and now Hashem gave me perot. He gave me fruit. Nice. That's why he called him Ephraim. Good. So if I ask you, why is he called Ephraim? Where's that word Ephraim? What's the root of the word Ephraim according to the pasuk? Teri. Ephraim, Hashem gave him perot. But if you look in the Dad Zekenim, over here, it's very interesting. I need a little bit of your help. He says, Kara Ephraim, commentary, Al Shem Avot, Abraham Beitzhar. I mean, the, the, the word Ephraim is actually. Being named after the Avot. Avraham and Yitzhak. What does Avraham and Yitzhak have to do with the word Ephraim? He's surprised. I see he's surprised. Huh? Me too. He's supposed to be surprised. Al Shem Avot Avraham Beyitz. By the way, I think he's quoting a Midrash. Al Shem Avot Avraham Beyitzhak. Shenneemar Bahem. Ephel. We see by Abraham and his heart 
there is related to these people the word efer. What's efer? Ashes. When something burns, what's left is ashes. So by Abraham and Yitzhak, we see something about them that has to do with effort. I guess something important about them, not just a side point. We also have seen ashes in our lives. Doesn't mean they're going to call us ashes or that's going to be anything important connected to us. When, when they say, Hashem Avot, Abraham, it's hard that by them, it says effort, that means effort, ashes, are somehow very much connected to Abraham and Yitzhak. Almost like something essential about them. Abraham and Yitzhak, when you hear Abraham and Yitzhak, the first thing that should appear in your mind, according to this is, Ephraim. Abraham and Yitzhak, oh yes, Now some people, when you say their name, right away, something comes in your mind. You hear this guy's name, oh wow, this guy. Tremendous Baal Chesed. Uh, let's see. There are some, there are people, the, the minute you think of their names, you have a picture of something. Sometimes the picture is good, sometimes not so good. Right? But bottom line is, sometimes there are certain characteristics that stand out in a person that when you think of them or you see them right away, that's what pops into your mind. So when we hear about Abraham and Yitzhak, if we were educated, we would see ashes. Hey, you didn't know that. This Da'at Zekerim says, Abraham and Yitzhak, from now on, now, however old we are, 15, 20, 30, 50, 60, 80, from now on for the rest of your life, Abraham, Yitzhak, the first image that should come up is ashes. And so too Yitzhak. Abraham. Why Abraham ashes? Says Dad Zakarim. Abraham Shinemar Anochi. He tells Hashem and I am Afar. He said about himself. I am dirt. I'm a piece of dirt. The ever I'm ashes. That means Abraham describes himself as ashes. That's why Abraham is Ephir. Yitzhak. Where is Yitzhak? What does Yitzhak have to do with ashes? Says the Da'at Zekenim Yitzhak. Ke'efer al-gabe amizbeah. Because he was like the ashes on the altar. Which altar? When Abraham went to sacrifice him. So since he was a sacrifice, when you sacrifice something, <laughs> you burn it, you get ashes. So therefore Yitzhak is called ashes. Why? Because he was the ashes of a sacrifice. Beautiful. So again, Abraham, he said, I am ashes. Yitzhak says, well, Yitzhak didn't say, but we know he was the ashes of the Mizbeah. I'm going to get back to that in a minute. The Ephraim, says the Baal Zakanim, the word Ephraim is Efer, how many times? 
I can say pa'am is one, pa'amayim is two. In Hebrew, when you go, when you add a yud mem, it becomes double. So he says efer is one ashes. Ephraim is two ashes. The Ephraim mashma shte afarot. Velach nikreu Yisrael al shem Ephraim. So that's why you'll find in Tanakh that Am Yisrael sometimes is named Ephraim, even though Ephraim is the son of Yosef. He's one of the Shevatim. But sometimes even the Jewish people in general are called Ephraim. Like Shneemar, Haven Yakirli Ephraim. Like the Pasuk that we said on Rosh Hashanah. Hashem says, I have a precious son. His name is Ephraim. Who is Ephraim? Is that referring to Ephraim? He's referring to Am Yisrael. So says the Dad Zakenim, the Jewish people are called Ephraim. Why? Because we come from Abraham and Yitzhak, who are each one called Ephir. Abraham is Ephir, Yitzhak is Ephir, that's Ephraim. That's, that's the source and the essence of the Jewish people. Interesting. So Yaakov means Yaakov comes. We are Bnei Yaakov, Bnei Yisrael, or we can be called also Bnei Ephraim, because Yaakov was the son of Abraham and Yitzhak. It's rare that he uses it, and it's when he does use it, he says Haven Yakirli. The word Yakir, Yakar, Yakar means precious. So when 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 we're precious in Hashem's eyes, he calls us Ephraim. I guess we were not so precious, which we're called Israel, not to or called Yaakov. Not but when we hit the the, the precious mark, we're called oh, Ephraim. We're named after Ephraim. So you're right. That means when Am Israel is is living by the word Ephraim, and we become precious. So now I need your help a little bit. It's not the main part of what I want to tell you, but I just a little troubled a little bit. Because the Pasuk says I mean, the Dad Zekenim is a very big man. It's from the Baalet Tosafot. The Pasuk says the reason why he called him Ephraim. He called him Ephraim because Hifrani Eloi Lashon Peri. Fruits. The Pasuk says, why did Yosef call Ephraim Ephraim? Why did he call him that? Because Ki Hifrani Elohim Lashon Peri. Hashem made me Perot. Right? But the Dad Zekenim is explaining it. It seems to be against the Pasuk. How, how does he do that? He's saying, no, Ephraim Lashon Efer twice. What is he doing? Can anyone help me here? Is he arguing with the Pasuk? The Pasuk says, why did he call him Ephraim? It's not like he left it open. If the Pasuk didn't say, and someone came to explain, no problem. You want to argue with another Rishon. But you can't argue with the Pasuk. How do we explain that? I'm, I'm a little bit troubled. How the Dad Zekenim can come and give a new explanation when the Pasuk says outright why he called him Ephraim. So I, I want to suggest, I know as I'm saying it, it's not so bad. It's not as bad as I thought. I'm saying the word Hifranis Lashon Peri. 
But if you want to name someone after Peri, so call him Peri. By adding the Aleph, Esraim, that means you're obviously adding some other item here. You understand? Because the word Hifrani does not, Hifrani Elohim does not equal Ephraim. Hifrani Elohim, the name of the boy would be Peri. By naming him Ephraim, so the Dad Zekerim is saying the word Ephraim has a different connotation to it, which is Efer twice, which is Abraham and Yitzhak. So that means the Dad Zekerim saw what he's saying in the name Ephraim. So even though the Pasuk describes the reason why he was called Ephraim, but the Pasuk only gave one of the reasons, which is Lashon Peri. But by calling him Ephraim with an Aleph, there must be more to that name. And what is the more? Abraham, the effort of Abraham and Yitzhak. Which, by the way, like you guys are saying, that might be the cause of why he had that Zechut of Hifrani. Why did Yosef have that Siata Dishmaya Hashem helped him and he had Perot. Why? Because he was living by the principles of Abraham and Yitzhak, which means the source of the Beracha of Yosef in Mitzrayim, of Hifrani Elohim. So Hifrani is giving you the Beracha. What's the source of the Beracha? Ephraim. He was living by the mandates or by the lifestyle of Abraham and Yitzhak, who each one was an effort. Nice, beautiful. I like it. Good? Ray, you good? Yeah. Okay, now we got the pasuk together. The main point I want to share with you is like this. Where do we see by Yitzhak that he was ashes? That is very misleading. It sounds right when you hear it. Because we know about Akedat Yitzhak. So right away you hear the ashes of Yitzhak. You get excited because you know what it is. Because of course he was put on the Mizbeah as a sacrifice. So right away the ashes make sense. And in, fa in fact, we see this uh, description of Yitzhak that he was, that he was ashes. Brought down in the words of Hazal in the Tfilot, we say that Hashem should see Efro, like he should see his ashes on the Mizbeah to answer our Tfilot. So we we do refer to the ashes of Yitzhak. It's referred here and referred elsewhere. But that's troubling because Abraham, Yitzhak, never had ashes. He never he never got sacrificed. He, he, he never got burnt. The, the, the animal got burnt, not him. Abraham Hashem told him, don't sacrifice him. So there were, there were no ashes. There was no ashes. So, okay, yeah, you could say that, Mark. You could say it's as if there were ashes. But he's not ashes. Say the one who accepted. Why is he called ashes? That's the question. Why is he called ashes? And also, like Joe mentioned, by Abraham, where is the ashes? That he also was put into the furnace because he wouldn't bow to idols and God saved him. 
And there too he was in the ashes, saying good, you're all saying right. But I would like to tell you just a little bit, I don't know, a little more, I don't want to say deeper, but a, a little more direct. When you have, when you have, what, what are ashes of a behemoth? Right? When, when does an animal have ashes? When an animal goes on the Mizbeah. So, there's no ashes yet. You tie up the animal, there's no ashes. You sacrifice the animal, you go and you slaughter it, no ashes. When, when do the animals become ashes? When their body burns. Why? Because the animal, the essence of an animal is its body. What is an animal? In fact, has it, our rabbis explained, why is it called behemah? Why is it called behemah? Behemah. Behemah comes from the two words. Ba, ma. Ba, what's in it? In it? Ma. What's in it? What's in an animal? Nothing. Nothing. It's a piece of, it's a piece of, it's a piece of meat. Animals have nothing to them more than their physical body. So therefore, when you turn the physical body into ashes, it's called effin. But by a human, the human is not a behemoth. What is the essence of a human being? The essence of a human being. Essence of a human being is his ratson. What's ratson? His ratson means what he wants. His desires, his wants. The essence of the person is not his body. Right? It's not even his thoughts. The essence of me is my ratson. What makes me different than you and you different than him? And what makes every person unique in their way is their ratson. Their will. What do they want? For example, if a guy wants money, so that's, that's who he is. Me, tell me your ratson. Tell me your ratson. And I'll tell you who you are. What is it that you really want in life? What you want is who you are. The ratson of a person very much produces the results in a person's life. There are people who have a ratson for helping others. That's who they are. There are people whose ratson is for their team to win the championship. That's who they are. There are people who have a ratson to... Who knows what? Everybody's got different ratson not. The ratson of a person, what you really want. I mean, look, we all want little things along the way of life. We want to eat hungry. We want to drink or we're thirsty. It all adverts. But I'm talking about what's your real ratso? Like, where is all that getting you? Where do you want to go? So the ratson of a person, the desire of a person, the wanting, the deeper want of a person, that's what defines who they are. And that is the hardest part of the person to give up. That is the hardest sacrifice of a human being to give up something that they want. 
especially if they can get it and they need to give up their ratzon. When a person is willing to sacrifice his ratzon, when a person is willing to put his own desires or own opinions or own wants on the side, that's called ashes. Because by an animal, the essence of the animal is what? Is, is meat. To become ashes in meat, you have to go on the fire and you have to burn and you get ashes. But the essence of a human is, is what he wants. So if a person is willing to take what he wants and put it on the side because Hashem told him otherwise, that's called the ashes of the person. So when did Yitzhak become ashes? When Abraham told him that you are going to be the sacrifice, of course, there's a very deep desire in a person to live. It's one of the strongest retzonot of a person to want to live. And he put that ratzon aside and was willing Therefore, at that minute, whether he got actually burnt or not is irrelevant. At that minute, he became ashes because he took his essence and he put it aside. And Abraham the same by Nimrod, whether he got burnt or not is irrelevant. And that really, really is what makes Am Yisrael precious. What makes a person precious? When, when are we Ephraim? When? When are we first? When you're willing to hear, you know, when we, the essence of these days is really to change our, our focus, our mindset, the way we look at things. A great person, Ephraim, is a person who accepts upon himself all Malchut Shemaim. What's all Malchut Shemaim? He accepts upon himself doesn't mean to crown Hashem. All malchut shamayim doesn't mean to crown Hashem. It means that you commit yourself that Hashem is the one that's going to guide your life. That means sometimes in your life there's going to be a disagreement. There's going to be your ratzon. And Hashem says, well, that's not the ratzon that I want. I want a different ratzon. The person who is Ephraim... Who is Ephraim? A person who is willing to put aside his ratzon. I'm not doing that. Or I am going to do it. Because, Hashem says, this is the essence of the great Jew. When he is Ephraim. When he is willing to put his ratzon and make it ashes and put it on the side and do something that is God's will, not his will. That's why we constantly pray, Hashem, Make our ratzon your ratzon. Which means we have a ratzon. But we should have the merit and the strength that your ratzon should be what decides not our ratzon. Our ratzon is first of all not reliable. And second of all, it's not something that could lead us into life and be a great person. Here. 
את שם השני קרא אפרים. says יוסף, the Ephraim, the way I lived my life was like ashes. What does that mean now? He lived like ashes. Even though he had desires, don't think Yosef didn't have desires. Yosef had desires like everybody else and more. Sometimes we look at our life and say, you know, by me it's different. How many times we look at yourself and say, I'm different. I'm different. You know, I have desires. I have uh, family issues. I have friends. I've been doing it a long time. Everyone thinks that they have their own unique, unique issue. Why? None of this applies to them. But Yosef had issues. Everybody had issues. The greatness of Yosef. Why? Why did I have this unbelievable, fruitful ending in Mitzrayim? Because of Ephraim. Because I lived my life by that precious life of making my ratzon. I made it Efer. I made it ashes. And that is the way I was zochet to all the berachot. And that is what a pasuk says. Haven yakirli. Hashem says, when is this son precious? When? Ephraim. Ephraim, when he lives by the ashes of Abraham and Yitzhak. Have a good day, guys.